Hey, hey, how's it going? Um, how's your week? Uh, I just got home. It's, uh, one, it's late. Um, I just got home from a rehearsal, um, with one of the finest guitar players around for, for an upcoming gig. Um... I made a pot of stew, and I was so excited about this pot of stew. It's gonna make sort of like, I guess my own spin on like a coco van. So coco van is gonna be with like red wine, and traditionally it was made for like a ratty old rooster that's sort of flavorless, you know. And how to make a ratty old rooster delicious? And of course, like any other recipe, over time it becomes just a delicious recipe. Um. Now, so I, I've made coco van with duck, and because it's duck, you kind of want to honor it in a different way. And I felt that like red wine sort of took away from, I don't know, I guess like what I love about duck, that what some people might call a gaminess of it. Just, duck is so delicious. Anyway, uh, sorry if you're a vegan. Uh, love you, respect you, but this is uh, this will be over in a minute. So, um, uh, so I made like coco van with duck, and I use white wine, and it's very very fun. And I feel like I stumbled on it. I'm sure a million people have done it. I've never Googled it, so. Till then, till I Google it, it's my idea, okay? Kokomon with uh, white wine and duck is absolutely delicious. So I had chicken, and I wanted to do the same thing. Um, my partner wasn't feeling great, and so I wanted to, like, uh, make, like, a healing stew. So, um, so I ended up, like, um, making, I tried it, and I don't even know where I'm, basically, the chicken... Uh, that I used was bad. It wasn't good. It was old, and I, I just, and I used tons of vegetables in this thing, and I like pe- peeled them and cut them. And I really like. I did everything so carefully with so much love, and I made this beautiful. I don't know if they call it a roux. Is that the right word? I don't know any of the fancy ass like cooking lingo, but you know, you make like a base, and you do some onions, and you make like a base of stuff, and you brown the stuff, and um, and you, uh, you know, you cook down the wine, you get that smell, you cook out the alcohol and it's just so much fun. And I love doing it. There's all the different steps. And then I like how you just kind of like, you do all you can. And then the rest is like up to the heavens. You just like, you, you, you shut that lid, you lower the flame, bring it down to simmer and just leave it be for an hour or two. That's my favorite part about stews. And I, I guess like, um, Cause I got a cold, which uh, thankfully was not COVID. Got tested. Uh, it's like you can't even get sick anymore. It's like you get so nervous, like oh hell, I got the plague. Uh, ever and God, a bunch of people um, with the vaccine got it. Friends of mine, it's not good, but they're they're doing okay. Everyone's doing okay. Anyway, so um, everyone's doing good. So I made the stew and um, I, like the chicken, it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't. It's like just a couple of, I, man, I just ruined it. And so I gave most of it to the raccoons and there's just nothing sat. Like, what do you do with a whole pot of stew to throw out? Like you can't throw it in the garbage. You can't do that. Um, man, I just felt so stupid and I felt so bad for the vegetables. Honestly, it's like, it's the chicken's fault, but like, what did the vegetables do? 
So, you know, we put them back in the ground, compost them, give them to some other critters, give them to some animals, and, you know, it all it all goes back to where it comes from. But what the hell? Um, if you listen to last week's podcast, uh, first of all, I congratulate you because the microphone I used was just, it's just not right for a, a podcast. It's it's good. It's condensed microphone. It'd be great for like if I'm out in a field or in a barn and I just want to bring one microphone and play guitar and sing at the same time. And I want one microphone to capture it all. But definitely the worst microphone for uh, recording, so a podcast. So I figured I would just go back to my usual microphones. But then today, a friend of mine handed me a new microphone. He's like, hey, hold on to this. A friend of mine gave it to me as a gift. I'm not going to use it. Hold on to it. You know, you can borrow it. Um, so I'm using a AKGC, I don't know what the hell, who cares? But um, fun. I'm playing my Art and Luthier guitar again for the second or third week in a row. I don't know. I think I'm just excited about this guitar because I brought it back from the dead. Um, this guitar I've worn through quite a bit, almost like Willie Nelson's Trigger, but not, not, not quite, but, uh, I played this for many years. God, I talk like I'm an old man. By many years, I mean a couple of years, uh, maybe between the ages of like 19 and 21. So I wrote a ton of songs on it, played it a lot. Um, and now it's just kind of like my stay at home guitar. Um... My PR people say I gotta show off with a guitar more. I could, I could do that. Um, I don't have PR. That's a joke. Uh, so, well, guitar. If you play guitar, tell me if you do this. But like, um, I'll find one lick like a year, like one cool lick a year, and I just play the hell out of it for like a year. Um, it's not good. Like uh, the past year has been like. And it's not an original lick. It's just like very much like, you know, Rolling Stones take like take on country music kind of thing. Like that's a lot, of, you know, um, which is not the worst way to be introduced to, you know, sort of old time country music. By the way, there's a song, Lucille. Um, um, you picked the wrong time to leave me, Lucille. Um, that when I was out of Montana, somehow that song came up and uh, my dad and I put that up on and listen to it. It's quite fun. And I never heard of it. I never heard that song. I think it's called I think it's called Lucille by Kenny Rogers, I wanna say. Um Um Yeah, so it's been a it's been a tricky week, not a bad one at all. Uh is some, you know, just managing the old mental health. The old mental health. I got a call from a musician who um was seeking advice. Now, when you've been doing it for a couple of years, I think once you've been doing it for three for three years, people have been not doing it for three years think you're an expert, which is fun. I've been doing it for longer than that, maybe six years or something, five, between five and seven. What the hell? Anyway, I'm uh, I'm 42, but I look 30. Um, so, um, what's that Dylan line? Maggie's farm. She's fit. She's 68, but she says she's 54. I ain't gonna work on Maggie's farm no more. Anyway, very fun. Okay. Music's fun. Everything's fun. Hell yeah. Okay, so, um, what the hell was I saying? God. Oh, so, nope. Still missed it. Now it's gone. It'll come back. So, oh, so this musician called me for advice. Okay, so a friend was like, hey, is it, do you mind if I give this person your number? And, and it broke my heart because there's times when someone is seeking advice they want advice they come to you and they ask i want your advice and maybe 
once in a while you actually like kind of know what they can change. You could kind of like, if you do this and you do that, it'll for sure benefit you. Like for sure. Right. It can be as simple as like, go play some open mics. You're afraid of performing. You got this. Do it. I know it's scary. Just show up to open mics. You don't have to play. Just show up. Just be in the room. Become a fan of others. Cheer other people on. And eventually you'll get comfortable enough to do it yourself. And people will appreciate you because you'll be a good part of the community. Right. And some other stuff uh, relating to leaving their religion and stuff like that. You know, so it was one of those things I felt like they're like asking for advice. I gave the advice, but I'm like, they're not, they're not hearing me. They're not going to accept it, you know. And you kind of have to not waste your words in those moments, you know. You kind of have to uh, hope that maybe they hear one helpful thing and that's that, you know. Um, And it's rare that you can give someone advice, you know, because usually other people know more than you or they know just as much or they know more in other ways and they don't need kind of like, everyone's kind of brilliant in a little sliver, in a little like, in a little way, a very unique way. Everyone's brilliant. I had a moment today, I was out to dinner with a friend and she was just like saying stuff about, you know, just about the world and life and it's just like, like, and I didn't really express it to her. Um, I, you know, I might've said, Hey, that's so wise, but she was just like, just, she was so wise. And, you know, if you met her, you'd be like, Whoa, that's like a wise, brilliant person. She's like fun and perky and whatever. And kind of like, um, you know, kind of a space out, you know, space cadet and, um, hell, I mean, if some asshole might've met her, he'd be like, Hey, she's a little slow or stupid. Right. Like she, she's not like, I don't know. How do you picture a wise person with like bifocals and, um, I don't know, like a scale or something. What are they doing? Like one of those old fashioned scales with the two, I don't know. What are they doing? Microscope? Maybe they're, they're using that anyway. So everyone has a sliver of, of like great wisdom in them. And if they're lucky in life or if they're dedicated, they, they, they can discover that and they could live that and they could share it. Okay. And we all benefit. Of course they benefit and we all do as well. So there are small, there are rare moments that you can actually give someone advice. And it's, it's kind of weird, but you, you, it's just, it's what you do, right? And in this case, like this person had these very, very, like ultra specific issues. They're not as vague as I'm making them sound. They're ultra specific. And I'm like, I've been there. Can be okay. Here's what you got to do. You know, here's a couple of practical steps and here's sort of like broader visions and outlook and stuff. And it's like frustrating and I don't know, it made me sad. It's just like, I hope that he like, oh, I hope he's going to be okay, you know, because he's having a hard time. I hope he's going to be okay. Um, And it actually inspired me to ask for some advice because like I've been, I'm just so bad at social media and I'm so bad at, um, I don't know, just being like a, a, a presence that like mirrors my art and output and music and stuff online and all that. And it's just like, that's the most important thing today, right? Like, that's what you got to do. You got to be good at that. And that's like a great way to find your audience. So I tried asking some advice uh, about that. Um, and if you have any advice, uh, I'd love to hear it. Um, no pressure. It doesn't have to be brilliant and wise. Uh, I like to not exist in those frequencies because that's exhausting for anyone, um, even those who are truly brilliant and wise. Anyway, um, today I'm going to do a song for you, and yes, it's another Bob Dylan song. Sorry, but 
I'm in the mood of this song, and that's that. So here it goes. Um, this is for you. I hope you're doing okay, and thank you so much for tuning in. This is just such a blast to do, and I really love doing it. And I feel like, uh, you know, there's just a few of us, but I, I feel like we're going strong, and we're having a good time, and uh, we're really building something, uh, something little, something fun. Um, so that's all I want to do, and I, I just appreciate you um, being on board um, with this, uh, with this little, you know, with this little runaway train. So here you go. This is Boots of Spanish Leather by, well, you, well, you know who it's by. Here we go. Oh, I'm sailing away, my own true love. I'm sailing away in the morning Is there something I can send you From across the sea From the place that I'll be landing No, there's nothing you can send me My own true love No, there's nothing that I'm wishing to be owning Oh, just carry yourself back to me unspoiled From across that lonesome ocean Oh, but I just thought you might want something fine Made of silver On a low 
for sailing Saying I don't know when I'll be coming back again It depends on how I'm feeling Well, if you, my love, must think that way I'm sure your mind is roaming I'm sure your thoughts are not with me But with the country where you're going So take heed, take heed of the western winds Take heed of stormy weather Oh, and yes, there's something you can send back to me Spanish boots up Spanish leather I love that song um, for for so many reasons, but uh, you know, it took me so long to realize that that song, each verse was a different, per, like like there's letters back and forth. So the first verse is is um, is her letter, you know. Let's say it's a her and a him, right? Is her letter, and then his letter, and back and forth. Um, and it's funny because. There's songs, great songs that you like. You can just love on so many levels, and I love this song. And but you know, there's nothing that's not beautiful about it. But when I realized that, I I just I cried, and I don't know if I cried because of how sad the story in the song is, because I finally understood it, or I cried at just how beautiful this 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 song is. This like. It's so beautiful that people could make something like this. And, you know, I didn't want this this podcast to just be like another... I, I did Bob Dylan last week, and I didn't want it to be another one. But, I mean, the song was just like kind of playing in my head and jumping off my fingers, and I wanted to play it. Um, and, you know, I, I'm so lucky that the way I got introduced to Dylan was just in this very like backhanded way. I didn't know he was this legend. I didn't know. I didn't, there was no hype to believe. It was just like, it was just the songs and they spoke for themselves. That was it. That was, it was just the songs. And if you take away all the legend and all the lore and all the like number one, like, you know, the top 100 lists, like, He's, he's still great. He's still just the greatest. And like, you know, I like, I I have a friend that doesn't like Dylan, like just doesn't really get it. And like, I kind of respect that, you know, cause it's very hard as a songwriter to avoid being like, yeah, Dylan's the greatest. So I kind of respect like that stance. Um, but 
I mean, it's just so much fun if you're into it. It's so much fun. Like, there's so many records. And the minute you get bored, like, like, you know, you kind of, let's say, let's say you have a kid, right? Oh, what a foolish thing to do. But let's say you have a kid. What a, what a beautiful and optimistic thing to do. That's so lovely. Congratulations. I just saw a friend of mine is pregnant. She's expecting. And I'm so excited. She's she's over 40 um so it's just i'm so happy for her and she's gonna be an awesome mom so anyway um let's say she wants to introduce her kid to dylan and so you let's say you start with the like classic records you know the first couple and then the next couple and he goes electric and you know then you go to like maybe you head into the 70s and you hit like blood on the tracks and desire you know um and then there's a few famous classics after that, um, you know, but, but really, I mean, you know, the Dylan that everyone knows is sort of like the first five, ten albums, let's say. Um, but like, if you're a fan, and by a fan, I just mean like someone who's willing to tolerate a weird 80s record, you know, a couple of strange albums where it felt like he was trying to like get rid of being famous or, you know, just... Um, first of all, there's charm in those records, but you also, you find your way into like, you know, you find your way down to New Orleans with Daniel Adwan in 1989 on the record, Oh Mercy. And, you know, there's songs on that, that, I mean, Man in a Long Black Coat, like, that's as good as a song gets, is Man in a Long Black Coat. And that's like not the most famous Bob Dylan song. A friend of mine, Stacy, who ran this open mic up at the Dancing Cat Saloon, um, she used to do that song. She introduced me to that song. And I was like, what? This song is great. And any other artist, that would have been like their best known song. But it's just like a throwaway song in the middle of a record that no one ever heard by Bob Dylan. And, you know, we almost, um, because because of, let's say, the danger in worshipping anybody, um, because of how flawed every, all of our heroes are and were, um, we're sort of for, for, we're we're doing away with heroes. We're having a hard time dealing with heroes. The only heroes are superheroes in movies because they're fake and they're not flawed. They're not human. They're not real. Um, and that's safe. But our real heroes, Gandhi, um, you know, um, I don't know, pe- people that we look up to. Okay, J.K. Rowling. They're flawed. They're far from perfect. And that's very difficult. And we're trying to, we're trying to, we're having a reckoning, you know. We've been having a reckoning for a number of years. We're trying to understand, how do we deal with these people? And if somebody seems perfect, you have the feeling that maybe they're just not perfect, you know. So it's it's dangerous and we don't really know. But of course, of course, no one's perfect and you could still love, it's nice, just not your job to try to like judge and dismantle. I mean, if someone's a terrible person, like, you know, like, like, I'm not telling you to go listen to Bill Cosby records, although um, he's like unanimously considered one of the greatest comics, which is insane. Like if you if you like, man, it's so weird. Actually, um, I found a Bill Cosby record that actually left out in the trash. Um, it's like if anyone wants this, they could take it. But I don't, I don't I just don't. That's you know, I don't want this like just evil, um, sick, sick is a better word because sickness sick man anyway um but of course you know there's exceptions there's the bill cosby or whatever um but you know it's so good to have 
what, what I'm trying to get at, and I'm stumbling over my words, what, I, what it, it's so important to have mentors and to have people to look up to. It's so important. And I, I crave that. I have some of it. And don't be afraid of looking up to people. Don't be afraid, okay? If you're lucky enough to have like a family friend that is wise and kind, and maybe they're not perfect, okay? Don't expect them to be perfect. Don't do that because then you're not going to have anyone to look up to. So cherish those that are those that are dignified, those that are ultimately lovely, and look up to them. And that includes people's art, you know? Um, so obviously, like, you know, uh, like, it, I have these characters, like Bob Dylan or Leonard Cohen, um, Johnny Cash, like, hell, even Slash, who, like, it's well-documented that he was not a perfect person. Um, by the way, Slash's Instagram is quite, quite, uh, it's quite hilarious. It's, uh, it's out there, man. If you want, like, a hilarious, if you want a great Instagram to follow, I mean, check out Slash's Instagram. <laughs> it's, oh, my God. Yeah. I, I have no idea how he's not been banned. That, that's I mean, I guess because he has, like, four million followers or whatever. But anyway, so... It's good to have people to look up to, and I'm lucky enough that I yeah, and and people that you know, so like people actually call up and be like, hey, I need advice on something, um, and take everything with a grain of salt, you know, don't, don't worship anyone, um, but it's the same. Let yourself be inspired by great artists, great artists from all generations, from every walk of life, from every background, and um, if it talks to you, it talks to you. So the reason why I'm lucky, let's say that I get to like look up to Bob Dylan, is because. If you look at his catalog, you go like, oh, you could be like 60 years old and then write like maybe one of the best albums of, of your career. Now, it might not have like the same impact as the first few, but if you go to these records, Oh Mercy, Time Out of Mind. Time Out of Mind is also Daniel Lenoir produced. That's a little bit later. Uh, sorry. That's a little bit later, I believe in 1989. Um, no, 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 no. That's Oh Mercy. It's 1998. God. Is that, am I dyslexic? All right. 1998 or 99, um, Bob Dylan put out Time Out of Mind. And that record came out at the same time. I feel like we discussed this before, but that came out at the same time as like the Rolling Stones were like trying to look youthful and stay and like look young. And he just like leaned right into that like old bluesman, you know? And it was such a great lesson that came out with his book Chronicles, which um, I have three copies of Chronicles. Just like I have two that I could like constantly lend to friends. That's how good that book is. Um, and it he almost it was one of the first like rock star autobiographies to come out, and and then like tons followed. You know Keith Richards' life, um, Slowhand Clapton. Um, even Motley Crue did theirs, you know, um, Slash, great um, book, which I have two copies of as well. <laughs> That's because a friend gave me, he's like, I know you love Slash, gave me the book, but I already had it, but I didn't tell him. Anyway, so, oh, that's hilarious. Um, Dylan, uh, like, kind of leaned into being this old man and taught the the, el- the elder generation, these rock stars that have been rock stars all lives, like, that generation he taught them how to get old beautifully and grow old gracefully, you know. Um, we've definitely discussed this before, but but so what? So 
you know, that's, that's just like something so cool. And then if you listen to like, uh, things have changed, which I believe came out in 2001, um, Dylan or 1999, I'm not sure. It was right around sort of the turn of the century. So either, um, either, yeah, either right before 2000 or right after 2000 song called things have changed. I think it won an Oscar. It was for a movie. And if you listen to that song, like maybe I'll do it one of these days, but it is, it's like, oh yeah, right. He's still incredible. He still got it. You know, he still got it. And obviously like things have changed. People felt like it was almost like a bookend to times that are changing. Um, certainly a lot more cynical almost that matched the feeling in the air. Um, but you know, so what? I mean, people, people read so much into Dylan songs and they, they, it's like, well, I guess I do that too, but you know, you forget it. It's just a great song. Like ultimately, like it, if you look at, don't be intimidated by the meaning or whatever. It's just like, if you look at it, it's just Dylan having a blast. It's just him having a blast and like being playful over his whole career. Being like, huh, what if we throw this at the wall? What's going to happen? That's all, that's all he was doing. You know, it helped that he's probably some sort of like, he probably has some, some form of Asperger's or something. Um, very, you know, clearly like a genius, you know. But don't underestimate just like his innocence and his willingness to like fail and his willingness to try things, you know. He's one of the only artists, if you look at his career, it's like, did he ever like, did he ever like play the game? Or was he always just like, I feel like trying this. Like he never tried to endear himself to his audience. He never sang, he never like, he never like produced a record like, oh, it'll be like a hit. It was always like this great burst of inspiration and, and spontaneity and like recorded live and just like tried things. It was always just this fun experiment. It still is. His new record's incredible. I should do a song from that album too. Um, I contain multitudes. I mean, how, how great is that song? You know, um, it's really, I mean, we're just so lucky to have people to look up to. Um, and I, you know, don't worship, I'm not saying that, but just like great artists to get inspired by, to get excited, to remind you that you're not alone, to, to soothe you when you're sad, um, to recognize and celebrate when you're happy and everything else in between, you know, um, to find you when you're lost, to calm you down, to ground you when you're floating away, um, and, uh, you know, to help you fly when you're sinking. So, you know, um... Gee, it doesn't get more cliche than that, does it? All right. Um, so, we're, we're, yeah, we're just so fortunate. Um, and there's bands that are, like, doing that right now. They're killing it. Um, like, yeah, if you, I mean, have you heard um, the Like I Used To by, Like I Used To by Angel Olsen and, uh, what's her name? Um, 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 she, she didn't know like I used to. Um, Angel Olsen, and what the hell, God, I think my brain's going, it is 1.30 a.m. to be fair, um, it is 1.30 a.m., Sharon Van Etten, I didn't even have to Google it, I pulled out my phone, I was about to Google it, Sharon Van Etten, anyway, like, she's as good as it gets, Sharon Van Etten, um, her song 17, as good as it gets, 
So yeah, I mean, we're we're just lucky, man. And if you read the news too much, you start feeling very unlucky. You go, man, it's such a hard time. And, you know, it's true. But it's also a beautiful time. And, you know, just don't get, don't let yourself get um, swept away in the current, current events, so to speak. You know, it's, uh, it's not that you shouldn't care or you shouldn't, you know, worry about your fellow human. But if worrying about them isn't going to help nobody and it's just going to bring you down and bury you and hurt your spirit and stop you from lifting others up, from lifting yourself up and lifting others up, then what the hell is the point? Is that really being engaged? What are you engaging with? What are you engaging with? Self, self-destruction. And it's like, come on, man. It's not worth it. It's not worth it for me. That's all I know, you know. It's just not worth it for me. You gotta, you gotta protect yourself. You gotta protect your spirit and protect your soul. And the real world is the world that you can touch, um, and everything else is just, you know, monetizing your fear. You know, I mean, you know this already. It's just frustrating. It's frustrating that you could know it and still, you know, either fall prey to it and struggle with it. And I, I have a hard time with social media. I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it. I'd rather call a friend up on the phone and talk for an hour, you know. Um, but I have to be good at it because I want to find an audience that appreciates my songs. So I have to be vulnerable and put myself on there. I always forget, but when I started, I was like, I hated the idea of putting a photo of myself out there, you know, and now that's all I do. Um, it felt so strange, but of course you do it and then you start, you stop feeling, you stop feeling it, you know, it starts feeling just normal. Um, and that's okay. It's really beautiful. You know, like if I were to like make a spreadsheet of all the beautiful people I've met and like the beautiful moments I've experienced because like I'm on the social media and all that, it's like, oh yeah. Hell yeah, it's worth it. But it's still hard. It's still tricky. Um, I realize when I like um, when I noodle around, it's always in a major. Like I'm never like. But we're gonna get real serious. All right, this is how we're gonna close. <laughs> this is how we're gonna end the podcast. Just real serious, like. Now to hell, let's let's keep it major. Major's happy for those non-musicians. Um, never let a musician distill art or music or whatever the hell to sad or happy. There's no such thing. No such thing. Sad songs can make you happy. Happy songs can make you sad. Most of what you feel is in between and outside of those things. So it's not happy. It's not sad. Okay? It's just like, oh, you know, so like... So like an older family member my song they're like I just don't get why it's so sad it's like it's not sad that's like I, I'm filled with joy right now I'm so excited I love this I love you I love everyone this is beautiful I'm amazing I'm a, it's like what the hell don't don't distill it to this sort of black and white don't be afraid anyway you know this already um so yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, very excited. Thank you so much for listening. Um, 
I want to suggest. Oh, my buddy Daryl Rand put out a record. Uh, it's it's an EP, um, and it's called Regulars. Uh, beautiful album art. Um, and it's all na- song. All the songs are people's names. Um, that he like on TikTok. He was like, "If you want me to write a song about you, just, just drop your name in. You know, if you want to hear your name in a song, type thing. It's kind of like a cute gimmick and." You know, he didn't think much of it. And then, like, it just blew up and, like, got, like, millions of people wanted to do it. Um, and he, like, wrote some songs. He's like, whoa, these are actually, like, real songs. So he put an EP out, and that's called Regular. So go check it out. Um, my buddy Izzy Heltai has a new EP out that I told you about. Go check that out. Do yourself a favor. Allison Leah has a new song out. I'm sure she's got an EP coming up. Um, my buddy Bell Skinner put out a song that just, like, is so great. Um, it's called It Must Be Spring. So check that out. Uh, I should really make a playlist, but just like pick a couple of these, check them out. Um, and yeah. Oh, the movie, uh, the TV show, Dave, uh, by Lil Dicky. He's like a rapper. Um, it's a great TV show. Check it out. It's, uh, he's, it's sort of like a modern Larry David type character. Um, and it's really brilliant. It's just like, it keeps getting better. It's a really, really fun show. Um, anyway, uh, shout out to my partner, Kate. She rocks. She doesn't listen to this, but, uh, appreciate her. And then C Lansbaum of Sherwood Ridge studios. Who's my, who's my, one of my heroes and mentors that I get to call up and play guitar with sometimes and record with. And he's just so generous. Um, if you ever need a recording studio, sure. Sherwood Ridge studios, like everything about it's great. Uh, the gear, the equipment, the people there. Um, anyway, I don't know why this turned into, uh, fanning on my friends but i'm very lucky uh a lot of people that i love and uh we're gonna finish the podcast because uh, i'm starting to talk like this i don't know why all right i love you a lot okay bye <laughs>